0: Craft Beer Radio episode 264 on September 29th, 2013.
1: And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where we are maybe breaking bad just a little bit, because we're doing a Blue Moon show. We're doing, well,
0: Chorus of course show muslim blue moon um i like that i like that tie in i yeah. didn't see it you know so the blue meth we got the blue moon okay i was uh, out at the beer store beer fridge was running a little slim and greg's like hey you should go pick up some beers before five o'clock yeah. when you know they can't sell beer in pennsylvania anymore and um i was just looking through things and they got some of these fancy smancy graffiti collection blue moons there we got the pine in the neck that's a juniper beer. We got the Tongue Tide, T-H-A-I, and that's a lemongrass basil beer. And then they got the fancy one that looks like a wine bottle, and this is the Crimson Crossing, and this is a wheat ale brewed with juice from Merlot grapes. Uh, so I'm like, you know what? Let's give these a try. Well, what do you want to start
1: with the amber lager first? Yeah, a
0: let Yeah, let's stay away from all these spicy, fruity yeah. um, specialty beers. And there's another one. I had a guy at work ask me, uh, he went to the Penguins game. And at the beer booth where they used to have Rivertown Brewing Company, they didn't have Rivertown. And, of course, the person working the beer you know, line didn't know anything about the beers that were on tap. Uh, but they had this third shift band of breweries, Amber Lager. He asked me about it. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure I've heard of third shift. And I'm pretty sure it's one of those big breweries with their DBA yeah. labels. And I looked it up, and sure enough, it's Coors Brewing Company. Uh, this one's actually, let's see. It's out of Fort Worth, Texas and Trenton, Ohio for some reason.
1: They say it's an award winner. They don't say what award is won. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's some markings. Third shift is best enjoyed after working hard at something you love or anywhere passions are shared. So right after sex (laughs) grab a third shift. The
0: label does not mention Coors at all. Hmm.
1: Not in the least. I will will say this much. Mm -hmm. The all of the Blue Moons have lots of information, lots of good information on them. This 3rd Street, not a thing. Uh, so, advocate uh, classifies it as an Amber Lager, or, sorry, a Vienna Lager, 5.3% alcohol by
0: volume. Comes in a 12-ounce bottle with a twist-off cap. Label's a nice label. It, it's a, it's a, um The tones are nice earth tones. It's a, it's a blue with a, a tan... Mm-hmm. I like the graphic design.
1: Yeah, I actually um, let me finish it up because actually, I am enjoying the smell from here. Is it bready? There is a slight hoppiness. There is actually some some uh, uh, estery yeast mm-hmm. qualities that are coming through.
0: Yeah, the hoppiness is um, is there, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's not hiding. It, it's a for a Vienna lager. It's it's a. Yeah. I would I would dare use the word assertive. For Vienna Lager, not, not for American IPA, but for Vienna Lager, I would say it's a sort of yeast or sort of hoppiness.
1: The breadiness has qualities that I might even associate with French toast, or at least you know a nice a nice piece of uh, of, of toast.
0: I like French toast. I like that a lot. Stay away from the custardy part of it, though. Yeah, but yeah. The the parts that are you know the the, the vanilla, more dark the darker parts right. of the bread that are you know nice and toasted. Yeah, stay away from the custard part. It smells like a fine it beer, doesn't really it?
1: Does. it? It really I'm, does. I'm kind of surprised because, yeah, I was expecting, oh, uh, you know, cores, uh, mm-hmm. a special, special thing that's not labeled cores. So, gonna...
0: you know, Amber Lager, kind of, a, I mean, by the name, I. I position it in the market as competing against Yingling, but now I know it's a Vienna lager and now that I'm smelling it I see it more competing against Samuel Adams. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that I've smelled it, same, now let's taste it.
1: Now it, it. It smells like a Sam Adams competitor.
0: There's a big malt flavor up front. Mm-hmm. Hops aren't very... Much in the flavor. I'm still trying to get them to pull out. It's just they provide a nice balance to it, but they're not. It's not a hoppy tasting beer.
1: But it has a nice assertive malt to it, mm-hmm. and it has a, a some some interesting caramel notes, slight like toffee, mm-hmm. uh, and nothing incredibly out of bounds for a Vienna Lager. It, you know, it fits in well. I think with a Vienna Lager with slightly assertive character. But no, I'm actually pleasantly enjoyable. I think this is a, a very good drinker. You know, it has the right mouth feel.
0: At the end, I hesitate to say this because it, it has so many connotations that this doesn't have. But I I got a bit of a feel of oatmeal late in the flavor. But it's not slick. It's not slimy. It doesn't taste oaty so much. But I got this something that reminded me of just a certain flavor out of oatmeal. Maybe
1: kind of a... I'm almost getting sort of a a slight brown sugar kick at the end.
0: Okay. I mean, that's not what I was finding because I'm thinking of like just a plain... Just a plain, plain oat. Oaty yeah, character. Yeah. Second sip, I could taste hops in this thing. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. So, the so for the first sip, it was just you noticed the malt. Second sip, the hops are coming through.
1: I'm thinking probably Cascade, uh, judging by the, the layer profile, it's like mm.
0: tangerineish.
1: You think? I think so.
0: I mean, it's a Vienna lager. I'm getting something a little more spicy. The hops are landing right smack dab in the middle of my tongue. And I'm not getting it's not anything too fruity. It's kind of a spicy, you know, I would have to guess something like a Hallertau or something like that.
1: You could be right. I could be off. I had sangria today.
0: (laughs) This is a perfectly fine beer. Yeah, it really
1: is. It really is. I wanted to bring up something because it kind of relates to what we're talking about. Um, A friend online, Grant Julin is a philosopher, linked to a study that said that there are only 10 odors. Fragrant, woody slash resinous, fruity, chemical minty-slash-peppermint, sweet, popcorn, lemon, and two, quote-unquote, sickening, pungent, and decayed. This is based on a study. Now, of course, we would say, wait, there's hundreds of odors, but I can see how combinations of these odors in various degrees will give you different flavor profiles. And, and we always th- we always go back to things like slight mintiness or, you know, I don't know, pe- that's...
0: That's like saying there's only three colors.
1: Well, and, and all the rest are very different combinations. Well,
0: right, right. But it's not how you perceive anything. You don't perceive the world in three colors. You perceive the world in a million colors. Right. I
1: I think this is more along the lines of there, there are, to put it in a slightly different way, there are ten atoms of flavors or aromas and everything else is built off of these atoms.
0: Uh, I'd have to look and think about yeah. that a lot more, but my I'm going to stick with what I just said. You don't perceive the primary colors. You don't perceive the primary flavors. Mm-hmm. You're awash in an ocean of mixture, and just own it. You know, <laughs> just own the variety, the the variation, the so. But
1: to me, you know, the reason why it struck a chord with me was because I think about how we always will, like I say, I mean, the, the, it, was, it was the minty one that, you know, struck me. as like, you know, a lot of things we detect as vaguely minty, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll call it sometimes basil, or we'll call it sometimes right. cilantro, or we'll call it sometimes just straight out mint. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just sort of, it's orbiting around mint. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if these other flavors sort of order order orbiting around and interacting with these like you I know. said, these atoms of, of but what flavor. you
0: know, but what is the primary? What is pure mint essence? Right. I would
1: imagine it has to do with something with our taste and and chemical receptors in our noses. Mm-hmm. Something you know that activates them on a, on a pure level, in the same way that you know, like capsaicin activates a very certain
0: right. I mean, that's another difference from color versus these aromas, right? Because you can't distill the. Mm-hmm. 100% pure mint, like you can do 100% pure red, red. Right, So, Well, that was good. Which one would you like to do first? I think it's surprisingly easy and good
1: and, and mm-hmm. drinker. And, I, uh, you know, if you see this, I don't know how much it's cost you, but... Uh,
0: it's, uh, well, I bought it in the way John Eagle does pricing is you get... Six of any of the beers on the mixer shelf for fourteen ninety nine. So it was about two fifty for the bottle.
1: Not a terrible price.
0: And you might be able to get better price if you buy a straight six of it.
1: Might be able to. Uh, well, let's go with I don't know. Let's go with the graffiti collections first, and then okay. we'll we'll hit at the uh, the one.
0: Let's, let's do this one because this one's juniper. Let's save the juniper one. Okay. So this is the tongue tied. So they're calling it a Thai T H A I inspired. On the side it says ale brewed with lemongrass and basil. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mentioned they have a lot of good info on the website, yes. so I'll let you talk about.
1: So okay, our brewmaster saw always wanted to brew a beer that paired well with his favorite Thai dishes. He landed on using lemongrass and basil, but a mix-up in the order yielded the brewery a bunch of extra basil. Instead of letting it go to waste, Keith added it in just to see what would happen. The outcome was.
0: Uh, blah 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 blah. Do you? Here's a great question. Did Blue Moon Brewing Company actually make me, mess up, or did they create this story of a mess up?
1: It, it, well, uh, wait, wait, here's <laughs> the thing. Would you believe it if it were Stone that said it?
0: Well, yes, I would. And you why know, would I, would, it, I would want to? Why because...
1: Why should you give any of the benefit of the doubt? To stone uh, more than you would blue moon
0: because there's too many registered trademarks and trademarks in the the, the, in the direction on the back of this tongue tied trademark, Belgian style Ooh. ale, lemongrass oh. and basil, blue moon brewing company, registered trademark. You know, it's just I don't know, there's I'm that, skeptical. There's that
1: basil on the aroma, okay? So malt, uh, malt with pills and acidulated and melanoidin. Malts, hot with Spalt Select, Taurus, and Nelson's in Taurus. That's interesting. Uh, They add lemongrass and basil as adjuncts. Twenty-five IBUs, seven point five percent alcohol volume. Smells like basil.
0: It and there's a little minty tone, isn't there? Yeah. But you know the the smell, like you're like, oh, you know, some you might think, oh, it's Blue Moon. It's gonna be just a touch of something, and it's gonna pretend to be the no. This thing is it. <laughs> it, Bills I'm long. surprised the beer is not green. It smells so yeah. basily. It smells good. I'm not sure how that would carry over to the flavor. Like I'm thinking, it's going to be like so herbal that it's going to taste sweet. But it smells smells engaging. It
1: does smell really, you know, really different. Now, interesting is that okay? So like I said here, the pills. Well, no, and acidulated. Acidulated is, is the wheat. Mm-hmm. So, just to make that clear, this is, you know, it's still blue mood, it's still a wheat beer. This is one you the can. The color keep... is a nice orange color. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't look green.
0: No, it doesn't. If anything, it has a red hue to it.
1: Yeah. But man, it sure does have a big, strong basil smell. I'm trying to pick up the lemongrass, and it's not coming through that easily because the basil is really overpowering it. But it smells like a really nice fresh basil, like something I would not be ashamed to, you know, mm-hmm. to, to throw on a bruschetta or oh, yeah, or it's, it's Yeah, it's
0: super, super herbal. You know, it's kind of the potency that you would get when you're, like, making pesto, but it doesn't have that oily type. You know, you don't get the olive oil type yeah, aroma yeah. off it. Oh, yeah, it smells so fresh. I think I do get a little bit of lemongrass. I'm getting a little bit of tanginess in the aroma. Big, the basil flavor is, is uh, how do I want to describe this? It does taste more pesto-y, yeah. the basil flavor. It,
1: it's nicely muted as compared mm-hmm. to the, the aroma.
0: And and actually, that's good because if it was if as it was, herbal as yeah. the aroma, it would be that thing where I'm saying like it kind of just closes off your mouth and it just starts tasting sweet That it's because it's so herbal. And it's it has a bit of a pesto flavor and almost like you almost taste pine nut in there even. Or at least you taste so many flavors that normally go with the pine nuts and the pesto Mm -hmm. that it makes you think that it's there.
1: As an herb beer, I think it's pretty pretty nice. It's got, the basil's got minty character Mm -hmm. coming through pretty strongly. Slight citrusy notes. Um... A, a definitely kind of uh, uh, a malt that that tends towards, I don't know, uh Southern biscuit, self-rising, flour, that sort of thing. I'm I'm not sure how well this would go with Thai food. I I you know I you know that they, they say that was the original intention. I've I've thinking like just you know, just something standard like pad Thai. Mm-hmm.
0: I think the chilies might. So there's a there's a marinated beef appetizer. I forget the name of it. Kind of like salted beef, like really very, very salty brine on it. And and I think this would. And actually, the last step I took was very big on the lemongrass. Mm-hmm. Is it coming through for you now? You get more lemongrass.
1: The the lemongrass is building.
0: Okay. Yes. And and actually, it's a nice progression, right? Because. Mm-hmm. It's like many beers where you, you taste one thing first and then your tongue gets a little accustomed to it and you can pull out the secondary flavor. And yeah, it was that very pestoy basil up front. And now I'm getting something it's it's a lighter taste now, and I'm getting more lemongrass. And uh it's a fascinating flavor. And it's I mean Greg, craft or crafty. This isn't all in craft beer. I mean it's I'm it's getting, all it's I'm all flavor on, over there.
1: On the end that is Starting to to taste a little bit like wilted basil, like a little overdone. Um, you know, a little a little old. Um, just because I think that basil flavor is building a little bit too strong. Okay, but you know, but that's something that I, the that that's a complaint I've leveled at craft beers. Well, right. I
0: mean, but if you were, to, I can't find anything that feels half-hearted. No. trying to. Water down a craft beer to appeal to a slightly bigger market, or something like that, right? right? I mean, this feels all in, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is this is you know, if you're talking about um, an experimental beer or something that they're trying, you know, they they put this out as as much as a as a craft beer would, putting it out mm-hmm. a you know a small batch right. with, with with you know in bombers and stuff like that, and <laughs> and as long as Good beer is being produced. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with it. Compare
0: it to all the better beers we had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. From the other big brewers, mm-hmm. uh, uh, this, we this, didn't this taste anything. We didn't taste anything like this. No,
1: no. This this is strong, they, they assertive. Been, this is this is attempting
0: to do something new. They would have been too scared to even.
1: Much too scared. Yeah,
0: I mean, at least that's that's our that, that's the editorial impression we opinion. Get, yeah, you know, I mean, they they could have even if they don't package it they could have served beers like this to the beer writers, Mm -hmm. and we tasted nothing like this.
1: No, I mean, the closest... The the closest thing that came to something that was new and different was their pretzel uh, beer. Uh, And and the closest thing that came to something kind of craft-like was, I guess, maybe their smoked orange. But that was really dim in terms of the Mm -hmm. flavors you got there. This is very, very assertive in what they're doing. And the pretzel
0: beer was... I don't know. I I, ha, I mean, I didn't I'm like it as say, much as some people in the room, but I would say it was, it's mostly gimmick. I think. Yeah,
1: the, it's mostly gimmick, but I'm not, I'm not saying it was super engaging. But it was different.
0: It was different. It had an interesting flavor. Yeah, but like they said, it 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 it. it Is very popular on the festival circuit. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, because people want to try something that's bonkers and distinctly different from the other 30 beers they tasted. And yes, a beer that tastes like a buttered pretzel is distinctly different from anything else.
1: If you're looking for bonkers beer, you don't have to go far. This is pretty bonkers and it's tasty and I think that you'll enjoy it.
0: I you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain about you know Thai pairings. I think this will work with some things.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I think this will work great with any pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, work great with bruschetta, obviously. And anything that would you know that that basil kick and then a, or a slight minty mm-hmm. kick would add something to. Maybe not like maybe not with ice cream. because it's a little too kind of a little too on the nose, I guess, but
0: it would depend if you found the right savory, for, found the right savory ice cream or something, you could make this work, but
1: it, it, it'd be tough. I would like, I, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't pair this with the breakfast, mm-hmm. you know, but with, with a, with a savory dish, I think this would work with meat. This would probably go really well.
0: Yeah. Not even something like eggs, Benedict. You don't think it would work with that?
1: What doesn't work with eggs? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, just
0: when you said breakfast, I'm like thinking like hollandaise sauce and the egg yolk. And I, I was
1: thinking like pancakes or waffles, mm. and this is this would be a okay. little bit too too right. different for for that sort of thing. Right? Oh
0: sure. All right, so let's do the other graffiti series. So we're going to go from basil, and lemongrass to juniper. This is the pine in the neck. All
1: right. So this has.
0: Again, another cute story. While Mm. camping, brewers John and Torn.
1: Uh, It's a double IPA, crafted with juniper berries. And there you go, another 22 ounce bomber. Twist off bombers. I'm going to wash out this basil flavor.
0: Double IPA has a pretty resinous aroma on it. You know, you would think Chinook is probably one of the primary uh, aroma hops from my first snip.
1: Okay, so, let me get you some information on this sucker. It is malted with pale white wheat Munich caramel and carapils. Hop with Citrus, Simcoe, Taurus in the brew kettle, and dry hop with Citrus, Simcoe, and Cascade. So,
0: no Chinook. Completely wrong.
1: <laughs> there, they add as an adjunct juniper berries. Seventy-five IBUs. Getting in on the uh, the, the largest IBU in the <laughs> in the uh, research pilot brewery at Budweiser. Seven point five percent alcohol volume. So uh, the color is a, a darker red than, than before, still kind of in the orange color.
0: I, I had never expected this to be a double IPA. I figured these would all be, I, I had the assumption, mm-hmm. Bloomer and Brewing Company, these were all going to be wheat beers, you know? Sure. Not all spiced with coriander and orange peel because you really I don't think juniper would go so well with yeah. that. But um yeah, these beers are not all based off well, of
1: it's interesting cuz Blue Moon you think okay, well, so Blue Moon is is just there is just their their wit beer. Right. But really it it it's a label that they're putting out mm-hmm. and they're trying to do interesting things with it now and you know, I think you know, particularly with the last beer and and Blue Moon itself is not a is is not a schlub. It's not the best one out there, but it's not mm-hmm. a schlub. Right some some respect has to be given to to them for for turning for, for turning this into a legitimate craft brand which you know like again I'm going I'm going to jump on AB you know our friends at AB who have given us so much good stuff they weren't able to turn Michelob into a craft brand they started to they started to and then
0: but not this volume of flavor yeah right they they were they were just seemed it, tentative, or um, just scared to really just go bonkers with it. Like someone was saying, that's not a big enough market, you can't yeah, do that. Yeah. You know, That's what it feels like. Okay, so you wrong with this one. Smell the hops. I thought it was Chinook, but lots of Citra, Cascade, Dry yes, hops.
1: Yes. Citra is pretty strong, actually, to me.
0: The Juniper might be what's making it so you know, I I smelled pine trees, right? It's called pine in the neck. I don't mm-hmm. think it was. A, so I go to Chinook because mm-hmm. that's where beers mostly get their pine character from. But maybe it is the juniper berries that's giving it that essence. The aroma now, after I smelled it a couple times, it it's not it's not a huge open aroma i'm kind of having to really try to pull things out of the aroma i'm not getting a ton of great stuff right now i'm getting a resiny hop aroma i'm getting uh for the malt aroma on this i would i would just call it uh it's just just smells like you know your average you know pale malt um a little bit of caramel. There's nothing too German or anything going on. That There's a slight
1: age. sulfur resinous note, which comes from Simcoe. I'm not surprised to smell that in there. Mm-hmm. uh There, juniper is not one of the ones that I'm really trained to smell. I mean, I recognize a, a slight piney aroma, but again, that you know,
0: it doesn't have the gin type aroma or anything yeah. like that. Though it's a lot more subtle. Going into the flavor, doesn't taste crazy hoppy. Main um, thing I got was uh, a nice little malt flavor, but also my tongue said you're drinking this beer too cold. It feels too cold for me. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like it was way closed off in my mouth.
1: But I tell you what, it does taste like a, uh, uh, a double IPA or at least a, a strong okay. IPA. Okay, there's definitely you know a, a considerable hoppiness here.
0: Yeah, I'm, I see. Like I just felt the coldness on my tongue, and the beer felt closed off. So I've learned yeah. that to mean, you know, wrap your hands around the glass, put some heat mm-hmm. into it. So I'm going to warm it up Double here a little NPA bit. It Should be warm. So
1: yeah, I'm
0: going to warm it up here a little bit. Hopefully, the flavor will open up on it.
1: Do you think if you, do you think now is the time to uh, to bring in our commercial? Let me, let me sure. Let me load up the theme. <laughs> Our wonderful commercial theme song.
0: See, you should have done that before you started talking about the commercial. I know,
1: I know. It's it's horrible of
0: me. I'll just start while you're working on that. And when the music comes, the music comes. Craft Beer Radio is a free podcast that you can download on the internet. And we do have some wonderful listeners and fans who support us in all kinds of great ways. The one one way you can support is financially. You can subscribe to our podcast through PayPal. You can give us a one-time donation. You can do a sustaining membership as low as $12 a year. Or you could even do $2 a month. I can't do $1 a month because of the fees from PayPal. They get more than I get, and it's that's no good. Um, I, we. We, we. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Jeff is in control of the finances, so he... He yes. says I So, But he, yeah. he means yeah. we I mean we I mean the podcast The royal eye. <laughs> anyway There we go um, That's the money thing We have some referral links on our website If you're looking for website hosting There's a link for bluehost.com And if you click that link And subscribe to Bluehost They give us a nice big chunk of money Like 75 bucks So if you're looking for website hosting Bluehost.com's a fine web host And we've been using them for many many years mm-hmm. I think all the years Yeah We've been using them for over eight years now. And uh, there's Amazon. If you're shopping at Amazon, you need to forget that their domain name is Amazon.com. Just forget it. Just forget it. It never existed. Their domain name is actually craftbeerradio.com
1: slash Amazon. It's amazing that we have this whole huge... Store behind our website. Uh, that's their but domain That's how name. it works. They
0: changed it. They're yeah, like, we love yeah. Jeff. Was like, you know, Jeff Bezos was like, you know, I really like this podcast, yeah. and we put their whole store behind Craft Beer Radio. So Maybe I'll send
1: them some segues because
0: that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah, CraftBeerRadio.com/Amazon. Go there when you want to go Amazon shopping, and it doesn't cost you anything more. We don't know what you buy. No, that's not we- true. Well, we don't know. We don't know who you are. Yes, we know what you buy. We don't know who you are. And uh, we get about six, six and a half percent of what you spend. So, you know, like we said and before, again, no, no additional cost to you, no cost to you. So it, it's a very great way to support the podcast because you're shopping on Amazon anyway. And since they moved the website behind Craft beer Radio at Craft beer Radio slash Amazon, you, you might, might as well, have, might as well just go there because if you go to Amazon dot yeah. com, you're just going to get it, a f-
1: it's a spammer website.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah don't don't go there. <laughs> they might steal your credit card. <laughs> All right.
1: All right, so we've had a little time to warm these
0: up. The aroma is a lot more open now that it's warmed up. Weird thing. Top of the head. I smell blue cheese.
1: I can see where there's some notes of that in there. A little some bit of
0: the moldy funkiness, a little acidity or something, you know, in the aroma.
1: But but as you as you deepen your aroma, I mean, it really, that's really kind of the resiny hop stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that that's mixing together. There's a lot of different hops in here, but it is a strongly hopped beer. This is no wimpy IPA. You know, from from a company that's not that that's trying to to give you a.
0: I'll have to taste it again because let me let me taste it again. And make sure. Let me see if I agree or not. doesn't taste strongly hopped. I mean it tastes like a pale ale. Um, I'm not getting big big hops. It's at the that, um, very
1: least is an IPA and I, and I would not be opposed to calling it a DIPA.
0: See, I'm have, I, I'm not getting that kind of hoppiness, that kind of bitterness. I'm that now now that I it's warmed up, mm-hmm. I can taste some juniper berry. I'm enjoying the flavor, but to me it tastes like a pale ale this or a is red not ale?
1: A pale ale. This is not a pale ale. No, uh, I, I completely disagree with you here. This is a this is a quite strongly hopped, and you know it has it it has a, a pretty strong malt backbone to to hold up against the hops, but the hops are absolutely there and they're very present.
0: That's it. I got more hops, but still, I'm just thinking it is a. Uh you know an average hoppiness IPA at that point you know I'm not getting you know big double type flavors on this thing I'm not saying I don't like it I'm just not getting double type flavors on this it doesn't have that distilled type hop flavor you know that extra potency
1: that I think is 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 a bad thing to look for in a diPA I think a good diPA um, is is essentially you know Hercules is an example to me I think where it, it's not just this alcohol bomb.
0: Okay, so let's stop arguing about what we each think a double IPA should be, and let's just go back talking about what the beer is. All right. And not ruin the rest of this review about how we disagree on what we want in a double IPA.
1: Well, I mean, people don't want us to fight the why are they listen. Because
0: <laughs> I do like it.
1: Yeah, I and mean, we both like it. I, I think that we both sort of have different interpretations on what whether it qualifies <laughs> as a double IPA or not.
0: And, and at this point I don't care what they call it or what I think it is. I'm just drinking what it is, so to me
1: I, I think it I think it fits within the profile. Mm-hmm. I, I I like a malt heavy, you know, I've been known to, to right. appreciate more malt heavy IPAs. Sure. Um and and this is you know kind it's got in terms in terms of maltiness, I, I think um, caramel coated apples without the apple part. I think uh, something along the lines of of, of croutons, and uh, yeah, so you know toasty notes and and, and slight toffee notes.
0: You know, I want to kind of redo this show. I want to do the third shift side by side with same Adams. And I want to do this yeah. beer side by side with the Rogue Juniper.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing stopping those us. Those are all available, right?
0: Yep, yep. They were all at the uh, at the store, you know. Yep, but now- yep. He was standing in the way. <laughs> just up in the air, and I dunked it on his face. Um, I don't know. I just want to try them side by side because it's pretty obvious from the flavor that the Third Shift is looking for some of that Boston Lager market. And um, it's been a long time since I've had the Rogue Juniper, and this one has juniper. I just love to try them side by side.
1: It's not a really strong juniper. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't express to me a huge juniper note. I think if juniper is there to add an accent, and that's fine. I, I appreciate when. I mean, I appreciate when you know, both both ideas when the basil is extremely strong as it was in the time, mm-hmm. and I also appreciate when uh, a note is there but it's not a huge accent. I think juniper would get overpowering and taste kind of like gin, especially if you were mm-hmm. to really overpower yeah. it. Yeah. So, so using something like juniper, and just like just like I think that cardamom is is best used in in small right you know periods although i think it you know i think it provides a fantastic taste i do think that when it's overdone like in southern tier uh that it was southern
0: tier which one is no. it? It has it had the double uh With too much cardamom um uh
1: it was it was like the, the double wheat or something you know
0: i'm not sure I th- I, for some reason i think
1: it was southern tier Anyway. I can't
0: think of any southern tier that has cardamom, but I might be forgetting one. All right, we are drinking blue moon again, but this one is in a different bottle. This one's in a fancier. This is part of their. The other
1: ones are part of their graffiti uh, right. collection. This mm-hmm. is part of their vintage ale collection. Yeah,
0: this is a twenty five ounce, a seven fifty milliliter. Even though it's not your traditional Belgian shape, it's actually a pry off cap, and had a little wine neck shrink wrap thing around it to make it look f- extra fancy. The juice of merlot grapes and wheat. And, and it has feel the label. It has a very fancy textured Ooh, label to yes. it. Yes. Ooh, feels it's that. just like a wine label. something yeah. you'd expect on a wine package. Um, so this is malta with
1: 100% white wheat. This is a complete okay. wheat. At 9.5, I would call it a wheat wine. Uh, it's hopped with French strissel spalt. Mm-hmm. Uh Get how many IBUs are in this sucker? Uh, Thirteen. Lower.
0: Lower seven. Lower two. Yes. Two <laughs> IBUs. <laughs> two IBUs. What?
1: Nine point five percent alcohol by volume. So okay. Uh, you know, so it, 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 it's a it's a whiny I mean, it's got grapes in it, and I think it, it's probably you know kind of a wheat
0: wine type
1: mm-hmm. uh, build.
0: So the color on this one, it has enough grape juice. It pours a a pretty deep red um, or maroon. Uh, how should you put this?
1: Yeah, I, red is fine. I think um, it doesn't look like a
0: wine because it's no, horribly cause it's, cloudy.
1: Yeah, but uh, but it's one hundred percent
0: wheat, right? So
1: yeah, uh, you know, it, you ever had one of those red uh, sodas? Those um, I mean, they're artificially colors. They're not you know, they're not they're not a like great mm-hmm. but. Uh, Maybe something along the lines of pomegranate juice, but a little less yeah. dark.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that works. It
1: smells like, kind of like the sangria I had
0: today. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does smell like sangria. It's a big, fruity, big, fruity. It uses Merlot juice, mm-hmm. and um, I'm hardly a wine expert, but I'm like, yeah, it smells kind of like a sweeter red kind of wine. Two IBUs—that's kind of bonkers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's see what beer advocate defines it as. See if I'm I'm right on there, on, on the—it's uh, gonna be a fruit beer. They call it a wit beer. No.
0: <laughs> okay, so the aroma—I really want to dial in on this because it smells.
1: There's some chocolate in there. Do you notice huh? that? So,
0: well, I mean, the main and thing I'm smelling. Cheesecake, maybe? Cheesecake. I get cheesecake. I thought I smelled a little bit cheesy the very beginning. I don't get it anymore. But I'm getting this strange mix of of grapes, you know, like strawberry. But also, it has this um, champagne type. I guess, you know, because like it's, you know, it's carbonated, you're getting a little bit of the CO2. It has a bit of a champagne type aroma going on in there as well. Mm-hmm. Dude. It definitely smells, that's what it smells like, you know, like a sparkling, like a, one of those, I got pink some of my nose. Those white Zinfandel sparkling wine, you know, white things. Zinfandel gives you, know. you a bad, you but, a, that, but with the sparkling wine. But, you know, I'm trying to, I never have like a sparkling red, I don't think. Hmm.
1: We'll see if this is a crossover, if this is, if this is a wine lover's beer. There's something to that because it kind of coats your mouth like a, mm-hmm. like a wine, might. and and there's definitely a bit of a, of a merlot. Actually, if I were to be completely honest, I might even say it's slightly verging on cabernet, a cabernet sauvignon with with um with some of the complexities of the, that the that that are being added by by the carbonation. It and, could and,
0: be. I, I've never it, it's the wheat. because of the nine percent abv it's a not a dry no beer i've never had a cab that's this sweet yes you know? yeah so, cabs
1: tend to be kind of fruity uh dry mm-hmm. uh you, you get tobacco notes you get some uh some interesting sort of blackberry notes from cabs
0: and again one thing for the main thing i learned from the first sip is the beer's too cold so mm. wrapping my hands around mm-hmm. this thing Put some heat in with our Speedlow Snifters. Perfect glass for adding heat to the beer.
1: Available on Crappy Amazon. Yes. Not on Amazon.com.
0: Absolutely not on Amazon.com. <laughs> and all these big bottles are stopped with these eyeless Stoppers. Available also in the same place. We wouldn't, be, we wouldn't be pitching these glasses and these stoppers if we didn't think they were the best thing That's on the market. they true. weren't the best items on the market, we wouldn't be pitching them. $10 for a beer glass? Sounds a little steep. But and, you... and,
1: and like I said, with the size, with this and the Xylas, we don't get much money from them. We're not pushing them because they're, they're huge money makers for no. us. We but when we do see
0: people buy them, this. it makes us happy because yeah. we know you won't regret the purchase. Yeah. Unless you, like, drop a Spiegel of glass. We
1: still have Cure, and we're probably going to drink a little bit of it tonight. Maybe. I don't know. These are good beers. We may have some of these <laughs> while we watch Breaking Bad. But it's... I That's mean, three weeks now. Three weeks now. Like the, last week, we had it. It was fantastic.
0: Actually, it was a little more oxidized, as you would expect. Yeah. But with a beer like Cure, an Old Ale, it works. It it, it opened it up. You know, it was yeah. nice to get a little more oxidation in there. You don't want a lot. You don't want it flat or anything. But yeah, we got a little more oxidation in the in the uh, the brewery cure from three weeks ago last week, and uh, it might have been slightly better than when we had it on the show. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say.
1: It It is hard to say. But at the very least, it'll save it for what, a day or two. Which is, if you don't have Jeff's superpower, that's kind of the most <laughs> you're going to get out of these things.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I put some heat in there. Room was very different. I'm getting... It's it's a grape must almost. You know, it smells oh, yeah. smells like a crushed grape. You know, like the if you've ever been around winemaking, that's kind of what I'm getting. Like right after the grape has gone through the... Uh, the, I don't even know what the machine's called, but the machine that, you know, macerates it and tears it all up and puts it in the press. A
1: macerator.
0: <laughs> it does smell a little bit. You mentioned the cab earlier. I'm getting more of that now. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little bit of the, um, you know, dried cherries, touch of tobacco, and it doesn't smell super sweet, right? I mean, right. right. I, I don't think the flavor's going to dry out, but I'm getting some of those aromas that you mentioned earlier.
1: But I, you know, I I from the actually aroma... I'm getting a lot of that,
0: yeah, makes me want to drink a cab, actually <laughs>
1: <laughs> from the aroma and from and from the first taste, it was more cab than it was Merlot,
0: okay, the flavor, oh, the temperature's perfect, mm. getting what am I getting cherries, lots of cherries, touch of strawberry, a little bit of. Kiwi.
1: I'd go pomegranate, but that's just
0: me. Um, watermelon. It's not you know like when I drink wine, you know I'll be the Dos Equis guy. I don't always drink wine, yeah. but when I do drink wine, I drink a dry cab. Right. Um, <laughs> so you know if I'm drinking wine, I'm looking for something a little bit drier than this. Yeah. But I, I it's it's definitely a good drinker. Let's see.
1: A little bit
0: of cantaloupe. Oh, yeah. Cantaloupe's a good one. Really close to the rind. Mm-hmm. Cantaloupe that's like right there, almost questionable part that you don't want to <laughs> really, <laughs> you know, the part that's not as orange, it's sure, more white. sure, Or green. Green, yeah. Um, hmm...
1: Let me taste that again to make sure I'm right about this before I before I open my mouth.
0: The beer's per- We're drinking the beer pretty warm. We're drinking it mm-hmm. at red wine temperatures. I th- I would say, or almost almost that warm. A little bit of coconut. Yeah, I can see coconut. There's a lot of flavors in there.
1: Yeah, it it's it, it's it's pretty complex. It's it, I think it's it's probably. I think it's probably, you know, despite the other two being bombs of, of various quality and, and, and ver- not quality, high quality, but various different uh, in, s- strengths, this is, I think, the, the, more, the most complex mm-hmm. one of the night. And this one has a lot of things to... All of these beers? Under eight bucks. Not bad.
0: Not now, bad. some people that live in states where beers cheaper might be like ah no big deal yeah, it's but it's 5 bucks a day. <laughs> No it's um they're very good beers for the price
1: Wow I'm uh suitably impressed by by this this like, blooming brewing company Yes They they know I mean this is the kind of stuff that we we see something like AB we get to this wonderful brewing facility they have and th- this wonderful culture they have. And yet an inability to produce things like this, which we know that their brewers are capable of doing if they, mm-hmm. you know, they wanted to. But like we said, golden handcuffs. And you'll hear more about that when, when we put out the uh, the show. But th- these are good beers. Mm-hmm. These are these are not not a single bad one of them. Yeah, not. all four of them yeah. taste.
0: I mean, they put their full effort. They weren't holding back. They weren't worried about not appealing to a larger market segment. Mm-hmm. They are all craft tasting beers, in my opinion.
1: Now, I understand you have an impulse to support your local brewery, your local small brewery, because you feel that need but
0: and he says you he means me because i i subscribe to yeah. that i always try well, to drink I mean, locally. I
1: just, well, i'm not saying just i mean mm-hmm. uh, the royal you i i mean not just you but i mean uh, people mm-hmm. who are listening but i also think that you know one of the things that, that we try to do is, is try as many beers as possible and and not just stick to one well, and and so, and that means, yeah, you know, try a try a blue moon like this, and you you may be surprised by what you find. You're I mean, not, I'm you're not to the drink point it all the time, but
0: right, right. I mean, I bought these because I wanted to see what the yeah. bad guys were doing, right, right, and they're doing some good work, you know, and you know, so we probably have a fair amount of listeners who would stay away from the blue moon label. Mm-hmm. And think that it's you know just blue moon with different fruit added. You know, um,
1: it's absolutely not. These not are not these ones. These are yeah. I, we would we, I mean we would rank these very high were they to come from uh, you know a craft brewery.
0: I mean the third shift. Uh, well, I was thinking when I was drinking the tongue tied. I'm like this like the amount of basil and the aroma. Yeah. I'm like I would expect that out of stone. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't want to really blow too much, you know, rose colored smoke up, up, blue moon brewing companies behind, but uh, we just want if to make sure. They deserve point. it. They deserve they it. They do. And these were very good. Yeah. Um, let's rank some beers. All right. It's going to be hard to like give the third shift its due because it was just a plain vanilla lager, and the rest of the beers were herb and spice beers and well, fruit beers. I,
1: I should probably go first because you've been going first okay. the last couple all times, right. so I'll, I'll go first. I'll go from from top to bottom. Uh, my my favorite beer of the night was the Crimson Crossing, and I think that it was my favorite beer of the night because it was probably the most complex of them all, uh, and it really had a lot to dig into, and I really appreciate that in the beer.
0: That whole side-by-side show? we need to compare this to like one of the dogfish beers where they use the great musk. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, so maybe, you know, like we got all these comparisons for all these beers, but I would love to try it because I remember the dogfish one, which one, the red, uh, not the red and white, which one was the one with the, the musk, the, Oh, oh the noble rot. Yeah. Noble rot. No, oh, that was pretty good. That's not what I was thinking. Like the red and white, was a little bit sweeter, right? And I prefer, I, I'm pretty sure I prefer this over the red and yeah, white. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm not sure about the noble rod. I'd have to do them side-by-side side to tell.
1: It's kind of, you know, this is kind of tough because I want to give the third shift, uh, uh, you know, a, a prop for being a really decent and good amber lager, but I think it's going to have to go last because the other ones were just, mm-hmm. you know, more interesting and, and more... Pretty cool to me. So my number two, and this is a little bit tough because two and three are are, are really interesting. But I think my number two is going to be the Pine in the Neck, just because I really do like a a nice multi double IPA. And I think this is a, this is a great job of fulfilling that of, mm-hmm. of of giving you. To me, it was clearly a DIPA. It fit that perfectly, but it had a nice, big, malt backbone. And that's the kind of thing I really look for and, frankly, shocked and surprised to get from from Blue Moon. But, you know, maybe you need to color color and change my perception some. My number three beer was the Tongue Tide. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's odd. let that, just mm-hmm. throw that much basil in a beer and just, you know, hey, we'll throw it out there. That is awesome. I, I I love the the audacity of doing that mm-hmm. and the way they made it work. And hard luck loser in this case, uh, but but a, a beer that I would definitely recommend if you get your if you get, uh, able to get your hands on it. Third shift.
0: Uh, I agree with you on the crim- Crimson Crossing. It, once we could put the right amount of heat into it, and it was almost at red wine temperatures. Oh, it was wonderful, delicious. And, and the booze is hidden. You don't taste 9% when you drink that thing. The two I've used is wonky. Just can't believe they put that few hops in there. Um, and number two, I'm going to put the tongue tied. I just really thought that the, the gonzo amount of, of basil that they used in that, you know, the aroma was fresh and potent and, and, and it was, it gave you a blast of, fresh basil in the aroma and i was worried oh it's gonna be too herbal when i drink it but it wasn't it it had a great more subdued basil flavor after two or three sips you taste the lemongrass wonderful i mean it was it was really a pretty wonderful beer number three i'll have to put the pine in the next third I almost want to put the third shift third because I, I thought it was a... I think it was a really good Vienna lager, at least really an, American, an Americanized Vienna lager. But the pine in the neck, you know, I'm going to have to give give them some props for doing a beer that had a lot of hops to it and was fascinating. And it was a good use of ginger or not ginger, juniper, you know, didn't taste like gin. It wasn't overpowering. I've had a couple of ginger or juniper beers that... I just can't drink more than a couple of sips because it just is just too much of that flavor for me to handle and and this one kind of dialed it back a lot. Some people m- who love juniper will complain there's not enough juniper in this beer, but I don't I, love I it, so it's a
1: wrong headed way to look at it if you were asking me sure, but uh but you're not asking me or maybe you are
0: no, not really, I'm just saying well you know, yeah,
1: but other people who are listening may be asking me well, um.
0: Oh, turn to tunes! Thank you, everybody, for listening to Craft Beer Radio episode two six four. And we will be back next week. And Breaking Bad will not be back next week. No. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit our website, Craft Beer Radio. that doesn't
1: have a music bed under it is released under Creative Commons
0: license. Yes, yes. Uh, you can visit our website for more information to figure out what that means. Craftbeerradio.com/slash/amazon. Radio Yeah. Craftbeerradio.com/slash/amazon and craftbeerradio.com slash amazon
1: remember amazon.com doesn't work nope so they
0: they they moved everything
1: everything everything it's all it's all on craftbeerradio.com and amazon